Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, May the 25th in 2021 on When I Rise. We're currently in year B of the Revised Common Lectionary and this is Trinity Sunday. It's the first Sunday in this large stretch of the church year time that we call Ordinary Time. So on Tuesdays of each week, we like to take a look at the psalm that's been set out for the week. And for this week, we're going to be in Psalm 29. So let me read that passage a couple points for reflection and then we'll spend our time praying along a theme that we find there this morning. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks cedars. The voice of the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leap like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 29 is an interesting psalm in and of itself, and it's interesting that it lands here in Trinity Sunday. I think uh, perhaps because of the translation of the first couple of verses, which says, Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. You know, ascribe to the Lord, the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. And so this mentioning of heavenly beings seem to be, at least in the revised common lectionary community's mind, a chance for us to talk about this great plurality that that seems to exist within the presence of God. God is one in three, one God, three persons, but there's also these other heavenly beings that encircle the throne of God, uh, that stand in constant communion with God, something that we talked about yesterday when we looked at Isaiah chapter 6. But Psalm 29 is an interesting psalm. Uh, if you get into some of the scholarship and literature of Psalm 29, there is this interesting idea that there is a comparison with this psalm in psalms that are written in other Canaanite religions or those other communities uh, that write hymns and songs to their gods and the greater Mesopotamian community where this psalm comes from. Uh, one of the key features of what they call the Baal cycle is this idea of God's voice that thunders from the heaven. And so we look at voice, uh, verse 3, the voice of the Lord is over the waters. The voice of Sorry, the glory of God thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. So this seems to be in great comparison with other communities uh, in and around the nation of Israel. And so what do we do with this? Um, Particularly for those of us who've been religious most of our life, and we kind of see like uh, the, the Christian sphere as distinct from the common sphere outside of us, right? Like so there are Christian movies that are meant to be distinct from movies that come from Hollywood. There is Christian music coming mostly from Nashville, Tennessee, right? In the contemporary Christian music industry, 
that is different than uh, what we would call secular music out there, right? Um, there's even Christian radio stations that are different than other radio stations. There are Christian bookstores that are over and against other bookstores out there. So I think we've lived within this interesting division between that which is sacred and that which is common. So we get to like Psalm 29 and we look at the evidence and um, it may cause us to be uncomfortable, but it seems like at the very minimum, whoever's writing Psalms in ancient Israel is aware of other songs that are out there. Uh, some scholars suggest that not just an awareness of other songs, but there is an adaptation from these other common psalms to other dedicated to other gods are uh, somehow used in order to bring praise to Yahweh, to Israel's God. And if this is our perspective, I mean, one, we probably have a, a comfort either in either direction. Right? We, you know, we're comfortable with the fact that it's just simply comparable. And then some of us might be totally comfortable with the fact that uh, there, there could be this great adaptation from other, other music uh, for the sake of worshiping Yahweh. Uh, we just know that the church has gone both directions in its different eras. I mean, we think of um, the great gilded age of uh, Christian arts where this art was distinct and over and above all the other artwork that was out there. We think of other times, like even the stories of Martin Luther who took old bar tunes um, from Bavaria, and he put, you know, Christian lyrics and theology to it because it would have been a familiar tune to those who are new to the faith, and so they could just take that tune and they could put different words to it, and voila, you know, Bob's your uncle. You're learning Christian theology in a very easy and a, an adapted way. And so, what can we say of this? I think what we could say is that as we look at the scripture text, it's not so easy to divide sacred and secular. Now, there's certainly some things that are set apart unto God, but then there's other times where there's this posture towards uh, moving into where people already are and then bringing our truth with us so that we can give the general word uh, world a hearing of the word of God in a way that they can easily understand from where they stand from where they sit in their uh, lack of knowledge about who God is. And I think this is important for us because we live in a world, particularly for those who are listening in the United States of America, in the modern West, I mean Christianity is one of many options out there. Uh, something that Leslie Newbegin has mentioned is that the Western world not just has pluralism, but it cherishes pluralism. This idea of can we have a, a space where different perspectives can, you know, habitate together and share their unique truth in, in a calm and cool-headed way so that we can learn from one another and we can actually like disagree with one another and live to tell of it. And so if the Christian world is going to make it in a day like ours, we need to be savvy in how we speak of our truth in common ways for the wider audience that is out there. And we're in such a time as that way, and we can we marvel at the way people do this. We marvel at people who, with all the courage inside their heart and their hands, they journey out into the world and they begin to tell the truth of our God. And so what we have from Psalm 29 is not just some powerful truth about who God is as we meditate on it, but also a very courageous act of speaking of our God in common ways for the wider world around us. And may that be the church's impulse today so that we can tell our good news in its many various forms to the many different listening ears out there. Uh, because we've got a great truth to tell. The tomb is empty. And so may we as a church uh, be invigorated with an imagination to speak our truth in the ways that will gain hearing and traction and resonance in the world around us. 
to do that takes a lot of prayer. So I want to pray for that for us, that we might have that interest as we engage the people in our life this very day as it stretches out before us. So let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you on this week that we get closer and closer to Trinity Sunday, that we can learn how to be human by reflecting on what it means that you are God. You are one in three. You make space for one another in your divine community. And we thank you that um, we are included in this community through salvation, as the words of Jesus told us. And we also thank you that that reorients our lives to be people within community where we can be ourselves, but we can also make space for others. Yeah, we confess sometimes that we have considered our own needs way above the needs of others around us, especially those who are outside the faith community. But God, we thank you that uh, the, the teachings of Jesus tell us that we're supposed to love you and to love neighbor as we love ourselves, that we're supposed to pray for our enemies and we're supposed to love our enemies. And so God, as we journey out into your world, we understand that uh, you've called us into being for such a time as this, that nothing is a surprise to you. And so as we journey out into what looks like a very complicated world and at times uh, seems disinterested in the claims of the Christian faith that we hold so dear, we pray first and foremost that you'd protect and guard us from a feeling of pessimism about uh, the ability for us to uh, share our truth out in the world around us. Uh, may we be excited about the opportunity to share our faith and to live our faith. And we pray that as we do so, that it would elicit questions. I pray that people would want us to give a reason for the hope that we have and a reason for the way in which we live our life. And I pray that as we get that opportunity be it today or down the road, that we would allow our conversation to be seasoned with salt and full of grace. And I pray that in a winsome way that we'd share the Christian truth and that people would be enlivened to it, that they would be curious about Jesus and about his love for the world, that he'd lay down his life for it. So God, help us when we have uh, attitudes that just aren't into it, uh, that, that we have this uh, tendency and a temptation to remove ourselves from the world and to carve it up between sacred and common, and we try to avoid all the sacred or uh, the common around us so that we can be in the sacred. But God, we think that even among the common, we hear the echoes of the sacred, just like this psalm would seem to suggest. So God, we pray that you would speak to us and that uh, we'd be eager to speak your word to the world around us. God, we love you. We ask you to bless today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm.